ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus. You are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC. John Coleman. Yo, what's poppin'? Bro, I am still lit up on fire. I know. For what? What happened? What a phenomenal event we had up in Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah, shout out Rosegate Mortgage. Shout out Rosegate. The hospitality was through the roof. Mm -hmm. And I tell you what, y'all, that up-and-coming mortgage company is A, something to watch, but B, someone to follow in their footsteps. They know what it takes to support their LOs and... They know what it means to put on a great event. Yeah, it was. We had over a hundred of us, a mm-hmm. hundred of us up there in a TLOP event. We had LOs who flew in from different countries: Colorado, oh yeah, states, Ohio, Massachusetts, Massachusetts. Two, no, three from Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. LOs drove from three hours away. Some from Atlanta, GA. So many people. Some from Raleigh. So many people were in the room and took down the AC for hours. It did take down the AC. It was a little bit warm. Not too warm. It was not too warm in there. It's better than being freezing cold. I can listen when I'm a little bit warm. If it's too cold, my whole entire brain just shuts down. Yeah, true story. But no, shout out to those folks. It was phenomenal. And if you're feeling like you missed out, you did. Look, at the end of the day... When the number two from the number one lender in the country flies in for an event. You should be there, maybe. maybe yeah. Well, I mean, Alan Baden, Badoon, if pronounced properly. Mm-hmm. Alan Badoon from United Wholesale Mortgage came down. He actually kicked the event off. Our boy, Brett Young. Always brings the energy. Oh, the energy. <clears throat> he tugs at the heartstrings. He makes you say, hmm. And then I closed it out. And here's something that I'm going to do. And I'm doing it because we have great partnerships. Okay. Too many times people have not been to make our events, whether it was Charlotte, whether it was West Palm, whether it was Tampa, Orlando. We're going to do one in Oklahoma City later this year. Extreme ownership is their fault. Okay, it is their fault because they they could have made it. They're like, oh, I wish you would, like, zoom in. I wish you would. I'm like, nope, we don't. wish you would record it. Nope, we don't. But I have friends in the mortgage industry. And one of my friends, Greg. Taylor, Miranda over at Adium. Mm-hmm. Adium's a premium partner of TLOPonline.com. They there are a is. great solution for CRM. They are hosting MOA on the 6th of September. September 6th is going to be a webinar. You can go to TLOP Online and you can register, but I'm going to be giving my same presentation that I've given in Jacksonville, mm-hmm. that I gave in Tampa, that I gave in Charlotte, that I'm going to give in Oklahoma City. I'm going to be doing that via webinar. The second closest best thing to showing up to a live event mm. is being able to see it live on video. Hell yeah. So, yeah, we're going to be doing that. So mark your calendars for the 6th of September. But check this out. Uh-oh. If you're listening to this on Tuesday, the 29th of August, that means tomorrow is August 30th. A TLOP exclusive live webinar. We as the TLOPers for our TLOP community – we are bringing in industry veteran, mega producer, Mike Smalley. He's going to spend 60 minutes, one hour with us. The first half, he's going to go over a day in the life of a top producer. What does his schedule look like? What does his week look like? How did he build out his team? Then the second half, he's going to be taking your questions. Mm. Anything goes, ask him a question. He is one of the best producers. He's also one of the best mortgage coaches I know. I've single-handedly watched him and witnessed him 
coach hundreds of LOs over the past decade. So you won't want to miss that. And that is going to be on the 30th of August. And then here's something even better. And by the way, this is all posted up on tloponline.com under the, on the main page, scroll down. It's like, where are we next? And you'll be able to see where we feature events like these. Namba. So we had Tony Thompson on that episode is rocking right now. Still watching the views on YouTube go up, but Namba's event is in Orlando, Florida. It's a national conference sales conference going to have hundreds of LOs. It's going to be realtors. It's going to be some of the biggest names in the mortgage industry speaking. I'm talking guys like Dave Stevens, Rob Chrisman, mm. et cetera, like big names. If you go to Namba connect, Google it, you can actually see the itinerary, but John, mm -hmm. you and I are going to be there. Oh. Yeah, you and I are going to be there Thursday just hanging out. We're going to be doing the happy hour thing. Getting smacked. I mean, you may. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you'll be going around getting everybody. I think everyone gets two free tickets, and then John gets all the tickets not being used. Hell yeah. And then uh, we'll make sure you Uber home that night. But no, on Friday, we're going to be recording two podcasts. In yeah. one of those. In front of a live studio audience. In front of a live studio audience. They're setting up us up in our own room. They're going to have some chairs laid out. You and I are going to do our thing, but our thing is going to be in front of a live studio audience. And here's the best part. The audience is going to bring the topics. Mm. It's going to be a pure Q and a show that uh, we're going to record uh, okay. for mortgage professionals. And then we're going to post it on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Google play, and obviously on our YouTube channel. So those dates, if you want to be a part of a podcast that John and I produce, it's going to be the date of the conference is actually September 14th through 16th. The organization is NAMBA, National Association Minority Mortgage Bankers of America. Their event is called Connect. It's an annual event. You and I are going to be podcasting that Friday. One of those times will be in front of a live studio audience. The second time may as, all, may as well. Mm -hmm. But on that one, I'm going to get a guest on to interview. I'm hoping for Dave Stevens. I just have to reach out to Dave, see if it works in his schedule. If no to Dave, then probably Rob Christman. If not, if Rob can't do it, I have a list of four to five targets that I'm going to be soliciting. But the last date people are going to want to know, and again, this is if you're in the mortgage industry and you're a hardcore T-lopper and you're looking to better yourself and take your career to the next level. September 7th is live LO sales training with me. September 7th, in order to have this type of live LO sales training, all you have to do is become a premium or premium plus member of theloanofficerpodcast.com, affectionately known as tloponline.com. It is branch manager in a box for anyone who's in the mortgage loan origination industry. It's time you invest in yourself, you take your career serious, and you start synergizing with others, masterminding with others, learning from those who came before you, scripts, marketing ideas, asking questions, getting your questions answered, role-playing, watching the training videos. There's over 150 training videos, reading the news articles, clicking the links that we put out there that we say, hey, if you're serious about your career, follow these links for the resources you need to be great at your job to exceed your sales goals. Well, our next call is on September 7th. We do two of these every single month for our premium, premium plus members. And you have to be forewarned. We have two memberships. One is premium plus. It is the best, the most bang for your buck, the most value. It is $1,495 for the entire freaking year. Listen, the entire year. There is sales coaching out there. That's how much it costs for the month. There are seminars. That's what you pay for two days. This is the entire year. If you want monthly, 
It's currently only $99 a month, but you have to know on October 1st, it's going to $149 a month. Period. End of story. I already talked to Mark and Nikki. We are currently signing up three, four, five new members a day. It's going from $99 a month to $149 a month, or just pay $14.95 for the entire year and get in any more, even much more value because at $14.95, you're getting $5,000 plus of discounts with our partners and you're getting a complimentary membership to Knowledge Coop Plus. Coop Plus is a phenomenal resource by itself. It's like $360 a year. Our Premium Plus members have a complimentary membership to Coop Plus, which then includes all the CE they may or may not need every single year. I say may not need because maybe they work for a bank, maybe they work for a bank and mortgage lender, at which point they don't have to go out to third party for their CE. But Coop Plus's content is not our content. That's why I love being partnered with them. So people should know about that as well. You know what else they should know about, John? What's that? Who is the CFPB mm -hmm. and what are they doing? And should we be afraid? Here's where my eyes gloss over. Go ahead. I'm ready. Here's where the people need you, John. This is where the people need you to ask the real question. CFPB is probably some organization instituted by some government regulation because some people did some nefarious shit long time ago, so they needed to be regulated. Man, on that note, uh, it's been great having you guys on the show today. We look forward to catching you on the next episode. Make sure you like and share. <laughs> right? Yes. The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau was launched after Dodd-Frank Act was put into law after the financial crisis of 2008-2009. Yes. Because before 2010, we had regulations. We had rules except for they were scattered amongst half a dozen, if not a dozen agencies. And what good are rules if nobody's enforcing them? Mm -hmm. What good are rules if people aren't actually putting them into play and into practice? And then it's very difficult to regulate and to police when no one knows who's supposed to be doing what and the right hand's not talking to the left hand. So part of the Dodd-Frank Act was to correct the wrongs that were presented from the financial collapse, from the Great Recession, from the housing market crash of 2008. So we have the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. And if you are a consumer, you should know that they're in place to protect you, to protect you against people taking advantage of you or your loved ones. They regulate and monitor, John's word, nefarious, but nefarious lenders, people that are too greedy for their own good, whether it's putting boundaries around uh, payday advance companies, putting rules and regulations about how people can actually collect a unpaid debt, putting rules and regulations around how loan officers are compensated, or better yet, enforcing the rules as it pertains to whether or not a loan originator can compensate a realtor for a referral. You see, the CFPB didn't make that rule. The CFPB, that rule is made by RESPA, Section 8 of RESPA, right? The Real Estate Settlement Protection Act. That thing's like decades old. But it was a matter of rolling up all of these rules and all of this governance underneath one body. That is the CFPB. So today we're going to talk a little bit about the CFPB is doing what they have done, what they're going to do. And I'll even discuss at a very high level where the industries, the financial services industries may have an issue with the CFPB, where they can 
get a little bit better. And even where Congress has its issues with the CFPB mm. and are they constitutionally legal and is their current setup the right setup or should we change the setup? Mm. So they have been a controversial governing body since they were launched 10 plus years ago. And currently, like as of, gosh, 14 days ago, the CFPB just sunk their teeth into Freedom Mortgage. They also just sunk their teeth into a real estate brokerage called Realty Connect out of New Jersey. In the tune of $1.7 million fine to Freedom and a $200,000 fine to Realty Connect. All because they claim, they mean the CFPB, that those two companies, Realty Connect and Freedom Mortgage, violated RESPA Section 8. So again, not written by the CFPB. It was put into law before the CFPB, but now regulated. Other things that the CFPB looks out for is for-profit higher education and the student loans mm -hmm. that are attached to those types of organizations. Right? They need to make sure that the consumer is being protected. They're making a claim that they understand they don't teach basics of financial literacy in high school. Although shows like ours, what do we say? Um, we teach you the shit you don't learn in high school? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. that's what we're here today yeah, for. Yeah, like, we're yeah, here yeah. to teach you things they don't talk about in school. It's by design. By design. Well, the CFPB, instead of trying to teach people how to become more literate, how to look out for themselves, they're like, yeah, maybe that's a good idea. And I'm sure they do it somewhere along the lines. But what they, what they would rather do is just go out there and enforce rules and laws to prevent people from taking advantage of the less educated. That's where the, the payday advance, mm -hmm. for-profit learning institutions, regulating loan officer compensation. Uh, I'm sure they have regulations as it pertains to credit cards. Like anything financial services, it's not just mortgage-related. Although as a lender, we always think about the CFPB as, all mm -hmm. oh, they are the Gestapo, which they are. Uh, and they're going to come out and be harmful to the mortgage industry. Maybe some of their rules and regulations are a little bit, or their enforcement actions are a little bit overboard. And maybe they have unintended consequences. And maybe those unintended consequences are not good for the industry, which means it's not good for the consumer. That's not for this show. I just want to make, a, make it known that I'm sure all that happens. But mortgage professionals need to also understand that CFPB also regulates industries outside of ours. Mm -hmm. And if you're a consumer... Do not think of the CFPB only as, oh, that's the regulating body for the mortgage industry. No. Anything financial services, if you're a consumer, they are going to look out for you. Do you like them? Do I like them? They sound to me, the way you described it, they sound like a mall cop that takes his or her job way too serious but really has no authority. So if you act up, they try to detain you because they try to enforce the rules, but they really have no like real authority. So I'm like, just get off my lawn. Is that accurate? You know what? I wouldn't uh, argue against that description, John. And I think a lot of people who tune in would have a very similar one. Okay. Um, I would like to believe I stand with most mortgage executives and especially people who've been around for, for since before the crash and then after the crash. And more importantly, I wasn't around in the, in the mid to late 80s during the S and L, the savings loan debacle, but I've studied it. So I've experienced two decades of mortgage lending, and I studied a, 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 the previous decade before, mm -hmm. I will tell you that the CFPB was warranted. I will tell you that they were needed. And if you're going to have rules, you need to enforce the rules. If not, why have rules? 
right? It makes no sense to me in general. And what I've learned firsthand about regulation as it pertains to my industry, I can only imagine it pertains to other industries that what we do with regulation is essentially this. We take the pain felt by the 20% that get taken advantage of when there is no regulation and we spread that pain out amongst the full 100%. So instead of 20% of home buyers being taken advantage of, being put into the wrong loan programs, having potentially rates and fees that are abnormally higher than what the general population is, is getting because someone's getting paid more money for that rate or fee or someone's getting paid more money for that loan program. The regulation came in and said, no, uh-uh, we can't do that. We're paying loan officers the same regardless if it's a 5% rate or 7% rate, regardless if it's a VA loan or a conventional loan, in order to prevent steering, we needed that. I was pro that. I'm still pro that, but I had to realize that the consumer had cheaper fees and better interest rates when they got to negotiate with their loan originator, with their bank, with their lender. And the lender in the, in the, in the LO was paid based on the type of product and they were paid on uh, the rate, I feel like 80% achieved a cheaper mortgage and loan officers made less money per transaction. But there were still 20% who ended up with the wrong loan with a astronomically too high interest rate with way too many points that should be ever charged anybody. So regulation came in and said, hey, we're gonna mandate no one gets hurt. Nobody gets taken advantage of. But, in order, but when that happened, then it took the financial pain that was felt by those 20% and essentially just spread it across all 100. Um, here's where I'd have an issue with the CFPB in general. And this is an industry-wide take, not just that, oh, the world according to Dustin Owen, which by the way, most of what we produce is the world according to Dustin Owen and his co-producer, John Coleman. No, I don't say much. <clears throat> but when you do, it's powerful. And we do that by design. <laughs> so here's what we tend to have an issue with the CFPB they rule via enforcement. Could you imagine this? Imagine hopping on the, the interstate. Mm -hmm. And when you're getting on the on-ramp, typically when you go on the on-ramp, we see a speed limit sign. Mm -hmm. 45 on the on-ramp, as soon as you get merged onto the interstate, 65, 75, depending on where you live. Imagine if we, instead of that, the first sign we said, it said, please proceed at a safe speed. And then the next sign was, please maintain a safe speed. And those are the only two signs we got. Not 45 miles an hour on the on-ramp and 70 miles an hour on the interstate. Because mm -hmm. that gives me direct rules to follow. Well, the CFPB didn't in this example. They weren't telling us it was 45 on the on-ramp and 70 miles an hour on the interstate. Their two signs were the, please proceed safely, please maintain a safe speed. And then lenders went out and did business. What is safe? We spent millions of dollars on compliance, on attorneys, in order to adhere to all these new rules and regulations. But none of us knew what safe was. Some of us drove 90 miles an hour. We got pulled over, got a ticket. Some drove 120 miles an hour, got pulled over, got a ticket, and had the license suspended. Let's go. Other people drove 80, got pulled over, got a written warning. And then all of a sudden, as we started telling stories to our friends or 
some great publications like Housing Wire would report or Rob Crispin would write in his daily blog, we'd be like, oh, crap. Our buddy just got pulled over. He was doing 110, and look at what they did to him. Oh, but our competitor down the road was only doing 80, and all she got was a written warning. Oh, maybe keep it under 80? Um, let's hope 70 will work. And that's how we operate. And the CFPB, for now over a decade, has regulated through enforcement. That ain't fun. That's not fun. Ask Wells Fargo. Ask Chase. And then it's been a money grab. The bigger you are and the more money you have, they will find a violation. They will use you as an example because it'll make a big splash. And then you get the most money so we can get a big money grab because everyone has to run a business. Everyone has to raise funds. Mm. And then they use those funds sometimes for good purposes, sometimes for more research, maybe sometimes for more auditors. So when I share this latest news for our mortgage professionals about Freedom Mortgage and Realty Connect, like y'all need to know there is a regulator out there and they do have teeth. We have rules and we're supposed to follow those rules. And yes, our MBA is advocating and has been for the past decade for more clear and concise rules. We have, and we will continue to do so. In the CFPB, they listen. They might not listen right away. They might not act right away, but they are listening. They do give us some feedback, but we have to know they're out there. Because here's what was happening, and LOs, you need to tune into this. Like, and I printed this out so I could just read a snippet of it. So this is what the fine was. And these are the allegations. Obviously, you know, this could be, um, what's it called, John, when you protest, right? You may want to, fr Freedom may be like, you guys are wrong. This is not what we did. We would like to take this to court. We would like to defend ourselves, right? That may very well happen. But what's being alleged is that Freedom was paying for referrals through illegal marketing service agreements. Mm -hmm. They were offering premium subscription services free of charge mm -hmm. to those agents who referred them. And they were hosting and subsidizing company events and providing gifts. Now, by the way, there's wrong and there's right. There's a right way that you can host events. You host events, loan officers and branch managers and mortgage companies, where you do not tie it specifically to only people who referred you in the past month, the past quarter, the past year. You can only attend my event if you bring a referral. Er, illegal. Can't do that. CFPB will come at you in the tune to what? Maybe $2 million. You don't know. And real estate offices will come at you too. And they should, by the way. It takes two to tango. It takes two to party, two to tango, two to have a baby. It takes two to do wrongdoing. If that real estate office was not accepting those gifts, those parties, that money, then freedom couldn't have gotten in trouble, which is why I think the real estate offices equally need to be penalized when they do this. You ain't cheating, you ain't trying. That's what I say. That may work in like 10th grade English, John. What got me all the way through college. So That's what, not cheating college, boys and girls, because you will get suspended, and that don't look good. Well, yeah, well, yeah, it's different now. Um, but question for you. So let's say you're a loan officer or an originator working for one of these banks that does get, like, some kind of penalty, and we all know shit rolls downhill. How does that affect you if it happens? Like, do they take commission away from you? A couple bips? Like, what does that – does anything happen? Well, I think at the end of the day, we need to understand that since the Dodd-Frank Act, we all had this thing called an NMLS number. Mm -hmm. And that NMLS number is tied to everything that we do. And yeah, there's a way to report on individuals as well as on branches, as well as on companies. So yes, 
you know, ultimately you won't necessarily lose a past commission. You could lose your job. You could lose your career. It depends on like how deep you were and were you following the letter of the law as it was written or were you playing in the just straight up black? Mm -hmm. Many people, oh, I'm in the gray. Well, sometimes we're in the gray because we don't know. We think we're following the rule and we later find out we don't. Like that's the problem with not having clear, concise rules using my on-ramp to the interstate analogy. But there's certain things that you can't do. Like, hey, any loan officer, I'm talking to you, Dade County, um, any loan originator who is legitimately giving money to a realtor for a referral, that is point blank dead wrong. Like illegal, you should lose your license, you should be penalized, and, it, and if it allows, you should be jailed. You can't do that. Now, you can do a lunch and learn at XYZ location, and you can invite hundreds of real estate agents. That is allowed. You're bringing an, something of education. You could have a title company bring in light snacks and, and, and um, beverage. You 100% can do that. What you can't do is only invite those people that have referred you. Or you can't make attending your event exclusive to those people that bring you a referral. That's where you go and get yourself into a world of hurt. I think that's where loan officers specifically don't necessarily um, abide by the rule and where they can get themselves into a world of hurt. I know loan officers out there and y'all who are doing it, it's dead wrong. You very much risk getting caught. And when you get caught, you're going to be wearing the scarlet letter. There are loan officers who participate with realtors with Zillow co co-marketing. Hey, high five to you. I love that, right? They're getting the lead. You're getting the lead. Hopefully you and your team have a way of getting the leads. But then there's loan officers who give the money and then talk to the agent. Hey, look, I'm going to cut you off unless we have X closings together. Oh, yeah. What? Wait, can't do that. Just imagine if and when that realtor were ever asked to be questioned by the CFPB doing an investigation. And they're like, oh, here's a text and here's a conversation and here's an email where such and such LO, she told me point blank that she'll give me a thousand dollars a month for my Zillow. All she needs in return is two closings. Y'all, you can't do that. Uh, 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 illegal, not allowed. That is against the CFPB. That's a violation of RESPA section eight. There's other things too that the CFPB enforces. And I'm going to talk mortgage specific here. They enforce loan officer compensation. And there are some people who need to put down whatever they're doing, pull over to the side of the road and take notes when I'm getting ready to tell you what I'm getting ready to tell you. Because if you read the tea leaves, and for those of us that are very active in our trade organizations, it could be the National Association of Mortgage Brokers or Mortgage Professionals heading out to Las Vegas in a couple of weeks. By the way, I want to be a part of that event. Here's another event I want to be a part of AIM. John, I want you and I in TLOP to be really involved in AIM. I want us to support what's going on in the broker community, as well as the consumer direct, the bank, and the retail community. But AIM, I think, is an event that we need to be at next, next time they have it. And coming up, there's a National Association of Mortgage Professionals event that I wish we could go to, but I can't be at two places at one time. But if you're involved in your MBA or in your national trade organization, you should know this is going on because we're reading the tea leaves right now. The CFPB just said to the mortgage industry, 
you are back on notice. We have not forgotten about Respa Section 8. We have not forgetting, forgotten. Did I say forgetting? Oh, yeah. my gosh. I sound like one of my kids. We have not forgotten about Respa Section 8. And here's evidence that we are still big, we are still bad, and we still are willing and ready to enforce. I'm coming to write you up. Yeah, so who's next? CFPB loves to do things in threes, by the way. They love to do things in threes. There's two more behind it. Who are the next two dominoes? But this isn't the only thing that they regulate. Branch managers, CEOs of mortgage companies, recruiters, loan officers, they regulate loan officer compensation. And if I'm reading the tea leaves, if you start reading right now what the attorneys out of D.C. that support the mortgage industry are writing about, you can read it in Rob Christmas' blog. He produces a daily blog via email every single day, and it's free. They're talking about LO Comp. I just talked to buddies of mine who run a mortgage brokerage. They just shared with me that recently there's been a big announcement that mortgage brokers used to be able to disclose a loan as lender paid compensation. But then after renegotiations with the consumer, in order to continue to support that consumer and have them not go elsewhere for competitive reasons, they had to flip it from lender paid to borrower paid. Essentially, they had to make less compensation, offer better terms in order to keep the borrower's deal. They're being told, uh-uh, you can't do that. If you disclose lender paid, you must stay lender paid. If you try to flip it, you're in violation of a CFPB rule, of LO compensation rules. I had a friend tell me that he makes X basis points when he brokers a loan to this company. He makes a lower basis points if he brokers a loan to another company. I was like, homeboy, that's illegal. You can't do that. Uh-huh. Now, I'm not the CFPB, and I didn't write the law, but I studied it. And man, correct me if I'm wrong, because it won't be the first time I'm wrong, nor the first time I get corrected. But I would place a sizable wager that I am right and you can't do that. I don't care if your manager says it's okay. Right? If my CPA goes ahead and, and compiles a false tax return, and I, and, sign, and, and, I, and I sign it and submit it, who's at fault? My, me, I am, John. Yes, yeah. yes I'm at fault. Sure, my CPA will get herself in a world of hurt too, but I equally am to blame. Dummy. So yes, like this is going on. When a loan officer says, well, that's in-house compensation. That was a branch lead. All I ask, because that is allowed, all I ask is can you produce evidence that your branch procured that lead for you? Can you produce evidence that your branch generated that referral? That had you not worked for that company, you would have never had that opportunity Mm -hmm. because that borrower was referred to you and your company due to efforts outside of your efforts. Because if you can't, you have to ask yourself, am I abiding by the law or am I going to be the next freedom mortgage who gets made example out of when the CFPB comes over the top to remind people we're still here? Because you have to keep in mind, right now, the CFPB, and this is the part that's in court and it's being debated, are they constitutional? Um, You know, how is the director appointed? Can the director be removed as a presidential appointment? Should it be voted on by by the House and the Senate? Like, how do we treat this new governing body that didn't exist until after 2010? Who's in charge now? Let me guess, some old oil executive or a tech tycoon who doesn't know anything about mortgages. 
That's no, actually, uh-uh. Um, actually, Rohit was, he comes from, like, uh, compliance, advocacy. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. he does. And uh, the past, I mean, I'm trying to go Kathy Craninger. Um, you have your current, you have the original, which was Richard Cordroy. They all came from some kind of a law advocacy background, mm -hmm. compliance regulating background, but some more left-leaning, some more right-leaning, more left-leaning could be hardcore punitive, always looking out for the little guy, anti-big business, more right-leaning is all about the free market, let me look the other way, as long as nobody's being hurt or there's nothing mm -hmm. extremely dangerous happening, let's let the free market sort it out. So, you know, it, it, it varies, but then it's like, you know, does it get appointed by the president or does it get, you know, something that has to be voted on yeah. by the House and Senate? So there's like all of that going on behind the scenes that honestly I haven't done the best job of following and staying up to speed for to make that a big part of today's episode. I think the big thing to understand is who is the CFPB? Consumers, they're there to protect you. If you feel like you're being taken advantage of, they give you a voice. You can reach out and you can file a complaint. You can also research the lender and the loan officer that you're working with. You can research them. You can look them up. You can see their employment history and you can see whether or not they've had any type of complaints against them. It's kind of like a database. Mm -hmm. And um, it's good to know that they, they enforce. They do. Here's an example, right? This is an example of them enforcing a real estate company and a mortgage company for not abiding, abiding by RESPA Section 8 as it pertains to marketing service agreements and the relationship financially lenders and their referral sources can have. But you also need to know that they regulate other things. One of those big ones is LO Comp. I'm just reading the tea leaves. In the next nine to 12 months, it would not surprise me to have a big national story like this one is out there about lenders violating loan officer compensation rules. And then they also regulate servicing. Like there are certain rules and regulations that John, if you have a mortgage with me and you haven't made your mortgage payment, I can't just call you and start hounding you. Damn it. There is a certain process I must follow. And servicing in my opinion is even more highly regulated than the origination side of things. Most LOs are like, oh, the CFPB, they're gonna come after me. I said, no, they will. And you have to abide by the rules and play by the rules and toe the company line and dot I's and cross T's. But if you're on the servicing side, please know it's just as scrutinized. That's why some lenders would choose not to service their loans or to subservice it. Like, look, the compliance and regulation alone, because there are rules, there are steps, there are procedures that must be followed as it pertains to, well, what if someone can't make their payment? What does loss mitigation look like? How can we collect debt from someone who owes us money? without being mean, without being threatening. All that too is regulated by the CFPB. So they are out there. They do have rules, they do have regulations and they do enforce or they set rules by enforcement, which is most industry's biggest complaint. It's not that they exist. It's more so the way that they set precedent is by being very vague then coming over the top and enforcing. But I'll tell you two things that aren't vague. RESPA section eight, not vague, it's not. Y'all just need to start playing by the rules. Loan officer compensation is as clear, as clear as a glass of water. Like you just have to be able to follow the rules. And if you don't just know that there's an enforcement agency out there 
and they're not afraid to sink their teeth into you. Yeah. So on that note, do you have any questions, John, on who is the CFPB? What are they nope, up to? Nope, because I don't want them come looking after my ass because I got hella violations. The good thing about you, John, is you are not in the financial services. Yeah, for myself or anybody else. No, you do not originate loans. I know. So, and you have a marijuana card, so they can't even come at you for that. Yeah, get away from me, RESPA, Section 8. It doesn't even apply to you. It does even apply like to you. Like Section 8 for, like, housing? Section 8? No. No, it's just... They could have named it something else. Maybe God. maybe all good things come out of Section 8. I don't know, man. I just saw... I'm just getting vibes of, like, RA... Student section at University of Tampa, is, Section 8. No, is, uh, is Jackson going to be an RA? I couldn't imagine he would be an RA. Yeah, so no. it sounds like you know it's a prerequisite to work for us. Or, or is that CFP. what it is? It or work for like, CFP? They just run around snitching on people. Yeah, you need bad people and they need to go away, but it ruins that, the fun for everybody else. No, it doesn't. No, I would I would take a hard disagreeing with with you on that one, John. There are many who are in the John Coleman camp. I am not in that camp. You know what's good? All I ask for is clarity These and rules, consistency. The tighter they squeeze the rules, it's just going to make people go deeper and deeper underground and get more creative with their nefarious ways. And then they're going to come out with new regulations, and then the hamster wheel starts all over again. Yeah, constant cat and mouse game. Well, I appreciate <laughs> having rules. I just want to know what they are. True. And I want them enforced. Mm. No, I do. No. I don't have them. Just don't have them then. Yeah, right. Look, I'm all for a free open market. I really am. But if you're going to make rules, then enforce the damn rules. And if you have rules, let's be crystal clear on what they are. Because, yes, I will push the envelope all day. That's my personality. But I will push the envelope without ever stepping over the line. Mm. And when and if I step over the line, I'll be the first to apologize and say, I'm sorry. I'll slide it back a, a foot or two. Right. But I just, you know, it's the, the lack of clarity, lack of enforcement that personally for me mm. uh, chaffs my rear end like Ooh. a 60 mile bike ride. Yeah. But we want to get into that. We don't have enough time. Here's what we do have time to do. We have time to say goodbye to these fine people who just tuned in. We have time to tell them to please. If you want to connect with me personally, I am first name Dustin, last name Owen. I'm on LinkedIn. If you love what we're doing on this platform, you got to share us. You got to like us. We need you to subscribe. Give us five star reviews. And again, share again and share again. If you're not getting our newsletter, I produce a newsletter for TLOP. It comes out every two weeks. Yeah. What you have to do is become a member of the TLOP community. You can do that for free at TLOPonline.com. You do not have to step up to the plate and become a premium or premium plus member. We do have ways for you to join the community for free and have access to our most basic training videos, marketing ideas, and to sign up for our every two week newsletter. His name is John Coleman. I am Dustin Owen. That's all the time we have from today, but we do look forward to catching you in the next episode. Peace. Bye.